welcome everybody and thank you for joining us for another awesome episode of the Line Boss podcast. I'm Heather Gray, aka the Line Boss, and today we have special guest Dr. Desvia Skinner. Say that 10 times fast. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be talking about flourishing in your 40s and beyond, mastering your premenopause transformation. And I know I'm right there. I'm 45, right? So how many how many ladies here we got in that age range that are going to appreciate this talk today? So give let's give uh, Dr. Uh, Skinner a warm welcome. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Yay. So I always love to go into people's backstories first, right? Like I, we were kind of talking beforehand is that most of us don't get into this alternative speaking outside of the box of, you know, traditional Western medicine without a story. So what's your story? Like, how did you become, you know, did, was this the type of doctor you wanted to be when you became a doctor or is this something you got into or like, yeah, just, just tell us your story. Okay. So I, uh, all my life had said, I want to be a baby doctor. I'd always wanted to be an OB, wanted to birth babies. So that's where I was headed, molecular biology, biochemistry at the University of Washington. And at that point, I was dating my husband, who's now my husband, and he ended up getting really sick. He had lost weight. He was gone. He was feeling anxiety and depression and felt like his gut was a mess and knew something was very wrong with him to the point of like, do I have cancer? Like, what is wrong with me? Like that level of worry. And so we'd gone the traditional route and found no answers. We were told it's all in your head. You just need Prozac. There's nothing wrong with you. And he knew that that wasn't true for him. My mom introduced us to the idea of naturopathic medicine. She was a hospice nurse and said, I heard of this thing. Have you ever heard of naturopathic medicine? And we were both like, no. And so we decided that that was the route to go. And we actually took out a credit card. We were both college students, right? Not a lot of money at that stage in the game and took out a credit card to be able to go and get him to see a naturopathic doctor. And within eight to nine months, it was a 180 turn. He's like, great. This is what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> and I said, great, you'll be an MD. I'll be an ND. And then I was in asthma uh, and I was in drug research. I was doing clinical trials um, through a company and we were doing asthma and allergy drug research for children's medications. And I just became disillusioned. I realized that I wanted solutions. I loved the medical detective work. I loved the finding of putting the pieces together. And so I said, I want to become a naturopathic doctor too. And he said, no way. We can't have two of those. <laughs> so we ended up working it out. Wait, we wait, wait. Why? Oh, I was just going to say, why, yeah. why, why can't you? Because he was going, he was in the process of applying to naturopathic medical school. So was he coming from just more of a financial? I'm just school? like, yeah, like student loan debt. Like it takes a lot. It's a four to five year postgraduate medical education that you got to get student loans for. So- it was just a scary jump. And then also at that time, this is 20 plus years ago. Right. Oh my Since God. 25 years ago. I've been out in practice over 20 years. And, you know, it was like, my parents were like, what are you going to be? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was just all of, all of that. Like, what have you chosen? Um, and so it it felt easier to have a traditional medical medicine doc and uh, and an alternative medicine. So it didn't feel so scary. But I knew in the core of my being that is what I wanted to do. So I 
fought for it and we both and we did it and we haven't looked back. So we started uh, Cypress Natural Medicine, which is um, our clinic together. And then we took the whole thing online with our revo revolutionary health creation and revolu revolutionary hormones and revolutionary gut. And so, yeah, that is kind of the, the journey that has been. I've also been through my own health struggles because I want, you heard that I want to be a baby doctor, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, but I was actually just going to ask you, I'm like, all right, we need to tie it back around. Yeah. So I did the home birth midwifery training through Bastyr University, which is where I went to medical school, which is the a top medical school in the country and for naturopathic medicine. And so home birth midwifery is go all day and go all night. Right. I burnt my body to the point of chronic fatigue and fibro and had to take that off my plate as a possibility and then had to rebuild from there. So there is really when I dove into hormones and the interplay of, you know, how our adrenal glands and our thyroid and our and our reproductive hormones all form this incredible, amazing network and work together and pieced my own health back together now at the age of turning 50 this year. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, December. December. So are you a Sagittarius? I am. I love Sagittarius. <laughs> I wonder why you and I click so well. I'm an Aries. Uh, there you go. So um, I uh, had to put my, you know, my pieces of my puzzle back together and I've still continued that walk. And I would say now at the almost age of 50, I do not struggle with chronic fatigue and I feel healthier, more vibrant, more alive than I ever did in my 30s. So that's a real win. Isn't that crazy how in this society we've they've taken so many things as just a natural part of aging, right? Like yeah, you're just supposed not, to feel fatigued and exhausted. No. Right. And 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 dementia and Alzheimer's and all those things are just a normal part of aging. And that's why I do what I do is because none of that stuff is a normal part of aging. Like it is a very abnormal and you don't, that doesn't have to be your destiny. And that's part of the no. reason why I, I put out here, why I put out here and have the guests that I have because I want to, I want to bang that rattle even louder. It's like people, you don't have to put up with lack of hormones, lack of libido, you know, um, brain fog, you know, all the things that we're going to talk about, you know, the stuff that happens. And you don't have to suffer the way we really think we have to suffer. Absolutely. Like my husband, when he was sick, told nothing's wrong with you. How many people do you know are told that? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with you. We can't find anything. You just have to learn to live with this. That's and the, the normal credo with Lyme disease, though. Like that's, that that, is that's the normal very, typical, with Lyme very typical with Lyme. So, yeah. Yes. Um, my husband treats a lot of Lyme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a really great spot. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive deeper into the title of this talk, Flourishing in Your 40s and Beyond, Mastering Your Pre-Menopause uh, Transformation. So uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. All health begins in the mouth. And some of the best products out there for your best oral health care is Primal Life Organics. Their tooth powder, their gum drops, their tongue scraper, their electric sonic toothbrush, all of it. And they've even got a kit that's got your whole mouth regime, AM and PM, all in one easy to use kit. I highly, highly recommend it. Oh, and it's got an awesome little uh, red light to help uh, with gums. 
I, I, most folks with Lyme disease and chronic health has got have got issues, infections in their gums, in their mouth, and they've got really bad teeth. I've spent tens of over $10,000 fixing my teeth uh, from the years of uh, issues with cavitations and cavities, being a mouth breather, so many things. So everybody says that your immune system starts in your gut. It actually starts with your mouth. So make sure you get your mouth nice and healthy and start with Primal Life Organics. Make sure to go to my website, thelionboss.com. Go to the resource section and get yours today. Welcome back, everybody. If you missed the first half, you missed so much. And what an interesting and very common story, sadly, it's not uncommon is the reason that a lot of us alternative practitioners get into this line of work is because of our own health uh, scares that the kind of the traditional model is just left us empty handed, right? And, and seeking out truth in other ways. Uh, God bless it, right? Because if it wasn't for my story, it's, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing and being able to help out the people I'm able to help out. I can't even imagine the stories you have after being a naturopathic doctor for the past 25 years. Like, oh, so many. <laughs> You're like so many. So yeah, let's dive a little deeper into the title of your talk, Flourishing in Your 40s and Beyond, Mastering Your Pre-Mary, I don't know why I cannot say that word. Perimenopause. Pre Thank you. Perimenopause transformation. I did, I did. So yes, let's dive a little deeper into that. All right. And where do you want to dive? Um, where do we start? Like how, what do you mean flourishing in your forties and beyond? How do you ma master these symptoms? Well, and actually let's start off with some of the, what are more of like the common symptoms that you'll see in perimenopause? Okay. So perimenopause is that start, right? So you can start it anywhere in your mid thirties through your fifties. Perimenopause is the chaos before your ovaries give up. So we've got perimenopause can be up to 14 years long. And it's when your ovaries are like, I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to do my job, but they can't quite. So they'll be overproducing and underproducing and it produces a lot of chaos in our hormonal system. And then our adrenals have to kick in and support the foundation because they're really the foundation to, to our endocrine system. And our thyroid has to interact and our, our HPA access, that's our brain who sends the signals, our master gland who tells everybody to do everything in our endocrine system. So everyone kind of gets on fire and we can start with symptoms of irritability that is probably big one, our um, changes in our menses, we can have heavy bleeding, we can have skipping periods, we can have light periods, going to heavy periods, we can have shortening periods, see the chaos I'm describing. <laughs> we can, um, menstrual migraines can be a part of perimenopause, we can start having hot flashes, joint pain, uh, sleep disturbance is a huge one, fatigue is a huge one. Um, probably, you know, the biggest things I hear are I'm moody and I am fatigued and I just want to hide from the world because we're feeling that chaos in our bodies. And That's so then why does our body go bipolar on us like that? Because when, when one organ gives up, right, we have our ovaries that are starting to give up the ghost. If the other parts of the endocrine system are not supported, then there's no one to take up the slack. And hormones are something that we have even through menopause. So we are, you know, our ovaries stop producing estrogen and progesterone. They still can, can 
continue to produce testosterone. That is the one hormone that our ovaries do continue to produce postmenopause. Um, but our, our brown, our belly fat, um, our adrenal glands start to fill in the gaps. So then our adrenal glands that in this society of go, go, go are working so hard. You know, those are our get up and go. That's our circadian rhythm. That's our, they are, our, our adrenal glands put off cortisol, which is the hormone. It rises in the morning and falls in the evening to create that pattern of get up and go do our day and go to sleep. And so they start to over either overproduce or underproduce because they're exhausted and they're doing more work. And so we just need some support in the system. Awesome. And what does that look like? So that looks like finding what's going on in your own physiology and understanding like where your hormones are at. So many times you'll go to your doctor and they'll be like, oh, there's no reason to test those. Uh, because that's been so frustrating with my don't, clients. Oh my gosh. It's like, just run what I asked you to run. They don't have anything to do about it. So they don't want to test it. Not because it's not important. Right. right? And so, you know, getting, and a Dutch test is one of my favorite tests to really look at levels and how we're detoxing and processing our hormones, but also to look at them over a longer period of time. But I also love blood. I, I do the combination of that, but know where you're at because I, and I, and I've said this time and time again, and I've seen this time and time again in my 20 years of clinical experience is that I can have someone that comes into me and I'm like, I am sure their adrenals are hyper-functioning and I test and they're not. And the symptoms look exactly like a total adrenal, you know, fatigue and exhaustion. And they're exactly the opposite. So testing is really key one, because the symptoms of highs and lows can look very similar because what will happen is that nervous system and that fight or flight neurotransmitter system, epinephrine, norepinephrine, all those guys that keep us in that fight or flight state and our nervous system of our symp sympathetic will start to take over to make sure we live and survive. Our body is our survival mechanism and we have many ways uh, to adapt to our stressors. And so we can have something going on for a very long time and not really feel it because we'll have other systems that will come in and take over. And it's so that's, what yeah, it's always fascinating to me how long, I mean, the, the human body really is such, it's so brilliantly put together and it's, it's Magic. crazy. I mean, look in this crazy world between the, the access of the toxins that we've got in our air and our water and our environment you know, processed food, you know, people, like you said, go, go, go. So artificial light, not getting enough sleep. Like we're not taking care of humans the way humans should be taken care of. But yet, I mean, granted, yeah, autoimmune is on the rise and, and you know, obesity is on the rise, depression, anxiety, but people are still functioning for the most part. Like, yes. right. Like you're still getting they out of bed to get by. It's crazy. Yeah. We are adapters and get buyers, but so many people do not know how bad they feel. Because they have felt that way for so long. And I will say that with my chronic fatigue, that I would say exactly that. I was going to medical school. All right. You no, know? but if I were to take a nap, I would dream I was getting up, but I wouldn't actually get up to go to class. <laughs> like, but I would dream I was getting up, 
but I was just so deeply exhausted. But until now, a feeling so good, I wouldn't have known that. Right. Yeah. I say that quite often, no matter how common a symptom may be, it is never normal. Right. And we, again, we've all came to, to, as these symptoms look normal, right. And no, it's not. I have so much freaking energy these days. It's ridiculous. At 45 that I even had in my, when I was in high school, you know, I remember falling asleep on my desk in high school, you know, and fatigue is probably the most common thing that is just written off by most of our doctors. Fatigue is just like, oh, you have kids. Oh, you work too hard. Oh, you know, they literally, it is written off constantly. And in fact, it isn't a diagnosis code that I can put on anything that insurance will pay for anything for. Shut up, really. Oh, crazy. It's just literally written off, even though it probably is the biggest sign that your body is out of balance. So what are some of your, so you said testing is key. So what are some of your other like top, tips or tricks on mastering this transformation? Knowing and supporting your adrenal glands. So our adrenal glands are the foundation and the guys that do the job when our ovaries are no longer. And so wanting to support your adrenal glands, and that means managing your stress. That means getting good sleep. Um, That is a very big key and piece to the puzzle. So if your sleep isn't good, if maybe you think maybe you have sleep apnea, get that checked out, get in and and root out the, the imbalances in your sleep. I love an aura ring for that because I think that's just so useful to sleep, see how much deep sleep versus REM sleep that you have and really be able to to look at your sleep over a period of time, but find some way to really get good sleep. That is one of the main elixirs and treatments for the adrenal glands. And in fact, in my 20 years of practice, a few times I've sent people on sleep vacations Uh where I'm just like, you go somewhere where you can shut off the lights. All you can do is eat and read and sleep. You know, whether you get a bit three days or five days, and you really just take yourself out of the game, except, and people can recover from adrenal fatigue in that time. I have actually heard, talked to another doctor I had on here who said he prescribes uh, camping trips yeah, there you go. Right to, to help get you back into your circadian rhythm, because there's nothing like more, you know, better to get back into that is than having the natural light, right? Your feet. The, the other the thing ground, I was going to say feet. is getting out first thing in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Waking up and getting outside with no glasses on because these have blue light blocking or no sunglasses and getting five to 10 minutes of sunlight directly into your eyes really helps reset that circadian rhythm. Uh, Getting outside for the sunlight bouncing off of green things goes directly in and impacts our adrenal gland. And trees actually emit things that help to reduce our stress and then taking on a meditation program, some sort of breathing. It doesn't even matter if it's a meditation, just start focusing on slowing and deepening your breath at a few times throughout a day. So you're getting into that parasympathetic, which is that relaxed nervous system state. Do you have any, I feel like you can the show vagus it. nerve is a big impact. Huge. Absolutely. Do you have an example you can show us of, of breath work that you like? I really, I love the quick coherence technique. Have you heard of that one? I have not. Okay. So do you, have you heard of heart math? Oh yeah. 
So HeartMath, their kind of reset is called the quick coherence technique. And it's super simple. You can do it anywhere. So I have uh, my patients, it's on their treatment plan. And I say, do this three to four times a day for one to five minutes. Super simple. You basically just start to pay attention to your breath and do belly breath. So belly rising into your hand as you breathe in, belly falling as you breathe out. And just start to slow your breath down to a count of like four seconds in and four seconds out. And you imagine breathing in through your heart. It's called heart-centered breathing. So kind of like your heart is expanding and contracting with each breath. And then you think of something that brings you gratitude or appreciation. And you continue that slow four second in, four second out breath. And you hold that for about one minute to, to five minutes. You can hold it for as long as you want. But that aligns the brain and the heart and the vagus nerve and gets you in that parasympathetic state quite quickly. Lots of research on that one. You love it. Yeah. It's amazing. All the free, simple, right. This stuff gets overlooked so much and it's usually what holds the biggest magic, you know, the best bang for your buck for people. It's crazy. It's so hard to make it a habit though. And that's where the pudding, you know, is, is where the rubber meets the road, right? Yeah, where the pudding meets the tapioca. <laughs> awesome. So we've got uh, supporting your adrenals, testing, managing stress, getting good sleep. Um, what else do you have? Good light. Getting good light. And I really feel like the, a big piece to the puzzle and perimenopause and menopause in the last five years, five to 10 years has been so destroyed for women. And that was after, I don't know um, if you know the, the, the study that WHI study, the Women's Health Initiative back in 2002. So before that, you know, people were looking at using hormones to support this journey. And then that study came out and no doctor would prescribe hormones, but the study itself was so severely flawed and didn't look at bioidentical hormones. It didn't look at um, using hormones that our bodies know what to do, which can be a very big support in the perimenopause to menopause transition, especially in those that are having a lot of symptoms because it can fill in the, the gaps where the body is in chaos and even out that playing field. But the, the, the flaws in the study weren't even looked at, but the headlines were HRT increases, increases breast cancer risk by 25%. When actuality, it was went from four cases to five cases and the relative absolute risk was 0.1%. And they used absolutely crappy hormones that I would never use in practice. I would never prescribe anyone that. So now we know transdermal patches, bioidentical hormones have a much different risk factor. Um, And they started women 10 years past menopause, which I I don't do in practice either. You start in the beginning when they're having symptoms. So they started these women who weren't having menopausal symptoms on oral estrogen and a conjugated equine estrogen, which is basically horse urine estrogen and synthetic progestins, which I never use, and then said hormones are bad and took them away from women for 10 plus years. So no one had any answers or any solutions and they were just left to struggle. 
What a horrific study. That's horrible. I mean, and it was a very large study and it was a very, very talked about study that really, really impacted the next 10 years of women in menopause and put us back 20 years. So now all the flaws in that study are actually coming out, but they were, it reduced any kind of hormone scripts by 70 to 80%. Oh my gosh. I don't know where I would be without my bioidentical hormones. Like I love my bioidentical (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I, I think learning about what it means what a bioidentical hormone means, how to find it for yourself, making sure that I don't think everyone should be on them. I'm definitely not that, but I do believe they are a great option for a lot of women and finding someone that can lock arms with you and help you do that in the journey of perimenopause to menopause can be an absolute lifeline. Absolutely. What a beautiful way to segment. Can you go deeper into uh, what are bioidentical hormones? So bioidentical... The only difference, all hormones act the same. So hormones are hormones, they act on a receptor. Bioidentical look exactly like your hormones. So they don't have any differences. Non-bioidentical hormones um, have different carbons or different structures. So they attach onto that same receptor, but they have different things on. So they process in a different way. And really those things signal. So a pharmaceutical company can say, this one's mine. And it's patentable. Of course. Medicine makes more money. You know, and so the nice thing about uh, the transdermal patches is that that's patentable. So they can, they use a bioidentical hormone because, you know, that's, it's definitely more well-known to be, you know, safer for the body because the body knows what to do with it. And so the idea that this body doesn't notice the difference is just not a truth in my world, right? So bioidentical hormone, they're both synthetically made. Now that's one thing I want to say is they're both synthetically made. One is synthetically made to look exactly like your hormones. And the other one is synthetically made to be able to be patented so that a pharmaceutical company can say, this one's mine. We made this. And and that's really the difference. But our body is intelligent, our body and 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 really where the rubber meets the road for hormone safety is in how your body is getting them out, how your body is cleaning them out through the liver. Estrogen goes through three phases of detox. Uh, we've got our liver phase one and phase two is our methylation and our COMT genes. And then phase three is our gut. And multiple times I have seen that, you know, people are feeling out of balance. Maybe they're on bioidenticals or they're not, and they're, they're still feeling very out of balance, but you look at their gut and they have leaky gut. And so they're just reabsorbing all of those toxic hormones over again. So ruling out the next thing that I think is really important is making sure you know what's going on in your gut, because that is the one of the, that's the third phase and a very, very important piece of the puzzle for effectively detoxing our hormones, whether they're hormones you're putting in or whether they're hormones your body is making. Absolutely. That is beautiful. I had actually never, I knew about the importance of detoxing hormones, but I've never heard about it uh, in conjunction with the gut that way. So that was, that was a beautiful, I mean, totally. Really, if you have leaky gut, you're just going to be reabsorbing those hormones Absolutely. that your liver is trying to detox. So you're going to feel like you're in a toxic hormonal soup, even if your values look 
absolutely great. Yeah, right. And, and that's the thing. You can be testing and looking good and everyone's saying, well, we're doing the right thing. What's going on? Really make sure you get, and how you test leaky gut is a stool test called zonulin. And you can test your zonulin levels. If your zonulin levels are high, most likely you have leaky gut. And get that gut healed and you'll have better hormone balance. It all starts and that's why, why we created the Revolutionary Gut uh, Program is really simply because we knew that was such a foundation, right? It's a foundation for autoimmune disease. Uh, my husband, who does, does a lot of Lyme and infectious disease, and really we call him the puzzle doctor, just weird things that don't make sense and no one can been around to 20 different docs and, and no one can find answers. And the foundation for that is the gut. Foundation for hormones, the gut. So- that's a key, key component. Absolutely. Awesome. So we're getting ready to wrap up. Is there anything, anything that you left out that you still want to cover? I would say the biggest thing is know where you're headed. And, you know, if you're in perimenopause and you're struggling and you're looking ahead to menopause and you're like, I don't even want to go there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's half of the thing. Like part of it is our society and the paradigm of how we see menopause is we see disappearing. We see we don't matter, you know, taking on that mindset change and really doing your due diligence. And I will tell you that menopause can be the best years of your life. I am in menopause and I am, I feel more stable. I feel better sexuality. I am loving my life more. I'm more on fire and purpose, but you got to know where you're going. So create a vision of where you want to head and make sure you work with your mindset to where you understand what are your roadblocks for you. And really ask, you know, ask some really deep questions of like, what do I want my menopause journey to look like? What, how do I want to feel? How do I want to be known? You know, what, what are the things, what are the, what are the tra trauma patterns in my own history and my family history? Because when we go through that journey, as our nervous system gets on fire, some of those trauma patterns can come up. So making sure you have that awareness around the mindset that's needed to transition. It's a transition into a new phase. And with all transitions, we need new skills. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And yeah. so uh, shameless plug time, what are you working on right now? Or how do people find you? Um, they can find me at revolutionary.health. That's our, our um, new website. And I, I'm really, honestly, I'm just passionate about shifting this paradigm for women. I feel like we've been in the dark ages. We've gone backwards in terms of support. And, you know, women are, are struggling silently in perimenopause. And so I've created um, a revolutionary hormones program. I have a group program that I work with because I feel like us locking arms together, having conversations about this journey, lifting each other up and getting more knowledge to where we know how to take care of our bodies in this transition is key, key, key. So um, that is really what I'm excited about and what I'm up to. I also have a mini uh, revolutionary hormones uh, course just to get some little pieces to the puzzle so that you, like if you have a great doc you work with, but you want a little more knowledge, that's a great thing. But I am just passionate about up-leveling our journey from perimenopause to menopause so that we can lead the next generation because we are needed now. 
We are needed to show up, show up fully and be on fire for our own lives because then we can make the biggest impact. I mean, who doesn't say the world doesn't need us now? <laughs> right, no, absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Skinner. And everybody, make sure if you got even one little nugget, which I dare you, I know you had at least five, but make sure that you're sharing, you're liking and subscribing, right? Because that's how this information gets out. That's how we continue to lift each other up and be that beacon of change and that is much needed in this world. Um, also, while you're there, make sure to check out the uh, seven video cooking series I have on the linebox.com, Real Cooking for Real Life. Let's heal that leaky gut, right? Let's lower some inflammation and let's do it in a fun, delicious Very way. Key. So, and yeah, also, if you, if you go to revolutionary.health, there is a hormone quest quiz, and that will guide you into is it estrogen? Is it progesterone? Like what maybe what could be going wrong in your hormones? Um, so that might be a helpful and it gives you some tools and how to take steps to move forward. Sounds so, great. So make sure you go and check that out. And uh, hey, everybody, make sure you have a healthy day. Stay tuned. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. Even if you found one little piece of inspiring nugget in it, this is how we change people's lives. This is how people get better. This is how people get hope. So please make sure that you are liking, sharing, and subscribing. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're not going to want to miss it. And while you're at it, head to my website, thelimeboss.com, and make sure you download your free video series, Real Cooking for Real Life. Learn amazing, delicious meals in 20 minutes or less. Learn why and how we cook certain things that are toxin-free, free of contaminants, and, and how to get a delicious, healthy meal under 20 minutes. You're not gonna to wanna to miss out. That's thelineboss.com.